You're listening to Cast, Season 6, Episode 11, Appointment in Samara. Dean makes a deal with death to get Sam's soul back, but Sam doesn't want it back, so he enlists some help to keep it that way. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, I've had a lot of coffee, so I'm like all peppy. And <laughs> she's had coffee. I'm on the beer, though. And you're on to, well, you're on to... On, on the beer? I'm on, a, I'm on the beer. You're having a you're having a Rattler. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Which is kind of like a shandy. It's, it is definitely a morning beverage. They're a morning beverage. This is like what you should have with your breakfast. 60% fruit soda and 40% totally, beer. Totally tight taste <laughs> breakfast. Okay, and we also are joined uh, down in Texas by our two experts. We've got John Pavlich. Greetings. And Annie. Hello. And we've got our other newbie in New Orleans, Yvette. What's up, y'all? And we're all here, and we're all awake at the moment. Moose is not ready to own for now. Moose is going to sleep. Moose is going to sleep. But as I said, we're armed with coffee. Yeah, we've got a, uh, a summary from uh, SupernaturalWiki.com because we just watched the episode uh, last week for you guys, but uh, moments ago for us. It's mm. fresh in my mind. It's fresh. Yeah, we got to go while it's fresh, right? Um. So, as I said, summary from Supernatural Wiki. It doesn't look too horribly long. Yay! Not full of quotes. That's okay. Go for it. Okay. Dean goes to see an old acquaintance of his father, Dr. Robert, who's helping everyone in need, apparently. He looked so friendly. Yes. Friendly, friendly. Freddy. Freddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big Freddy Fran. Freddy Fran? Freddy Fran. I'm a Freddy Fran, so I was pleased to see him. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 I saw, as a kid, I saw V before I saw Freddy, uh, any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So it was, it was like, yeah, that guy, he's, he's Freddy Krueger. I was like, I don't know, he's a guy in V. Yeah. There is a, <laughs> he was on an episode of Mad TV once, you know, back when Mad TV was a thing. Mm-hmm. And there was this, like, the whole sketch was this running joke of, like, People recognizing him on the street and like, oh my god, you're that actor from V. Oh my god, yeah. And like, he had, finally he got fed up. He was like, you know, I was on this franchise called A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> That's funny. Yep, makeup roles. He did a lot of makeup roles. Did you see? I I didn't see all of V. I wasn't allowed to watch it. V. Was, it, was there something wrong with it? I mean, that was you know. Alien Takeover movie. Why was I not allowed to watch that? Dead serious. I'm asking you. Give you ideas. <laughs> what? They they saw that in me. Then I don't think so. Watch Jane. They were Bally. like, "You're gonna try to take over with aliens." That's watch, right. Watch <laughs> Jane. Well, watch Jane Badler eat a gummy rat. Is there a gummy rat? Well, it looks like she's eating a real rat, and then when she crunches down on it, it's a gummy rat. Apparently. Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't see it. No. And I wasn't allowed to watch the day after either. Was that good? Uh, it was intense. 
I think yeah. it also could have just been that my mom didn't want me in front of the TV because it was in the summer. Apparently, uh, Robert England is is a really nice guy, and uh, and if you allow him, he will talk your ear off. Is, is is what I've heard because he just he loves sharing stories. Oh, uh, that's cute. Now I wish yeah. I would meet him. Yeah, I mean, I I had the chance to meet him, um, but I instead uh, met Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy from A Nightmare. Ooh, Street. got a uh, got a got a picture and everything. That's exciting. That is exciting. Actually, uh, let me see if I can find it. I will put it in the in the uh, chat. Cool. Anytime we reference these things, I always say I'm going to put them in the show notes and I never remember to. <laughs> but maybe people will insist. I don't know. Filled with lies. Hey, we're a sentence into the summary. Cool. We'll keep going. <laughs> Dean pays the doctor and his assistant, Eva, to kill him and then bring him back to life. After the doctor claims a 75% success rate for the procedure, Dean gives him a letter addressed to Ben and asks him to mail it if something goes wrong. So, y'all, this... Okay, I'll wait until we're talking about him actually meeting with death and stuff. All right. Um, Dr. Robert takes the letter and tells Dean he has three minutes of death before they revive him and injects Dean with something that kills him. Dean, once his soul has left his body, says a, summon, says a spell that summons the Reaper Tessa. He tells Tessa to contact her boss, Death, and let him know that, death, that Dean wants to talk to him. She refuses, but to their mutual surprise, Death appears behind them and greets Dean. All right, uh, do you yeah. want to bring that up now? Well, I guess I'll wait until... Well, I mean, okay. That, okay. Right. So, I don't understand the point of the deal, necessarily, that he makes with Death. Like, why does Death want him to do this job for the day? Like, well, it, it kind of, what's, it kind of comes up off, later on. Right? It kind of explains that uh, that you guys are, 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 are dying and coming back and dying and coming back and dying and coming back all the time, and I wanted you to see the consequences. I think it was kind of the point. He's like, Cause, I guess cause you guys are always coming back from the dead. So does that mean that other people are having to die in their steads? Like that nurse had to die for that little girl? I don't know. It could be. He definitely says that they're causing disruption on a global scale. But of course, that could that could apply to the uh, apocalypse as well. Mm-hmm. I guess I just like didn't get. I mean, it's like, you know, obviously just the episode like it was a you know framework to build this on. But I didn't quite get what death was up to it didn't really make sense to me because we all knew that dean wasn't gonna be able to do it he knew that dean wasn't gonna be able to do it so what's the point yeah i think that i think that was the but you know that's neither here nor there he he, he tricked he tricked him into doing it so that he could get his message across that hey you know you guys are messing with things all the time i guess making my job hard but i don't know i mean i don't think he's i don't think he's gonna learn anything from the experience i think he's still gonna you know next time sam dies he's gonna bring him back or try to get back himself and all that thing i don't i don't think this is the end of it yeah of course it's not like this is ever gonna stop so yeah but whatever well maybe the pictures finale. pictures posted by the way it, it was adorable look at you <laughs> i like your little grin right. you look so shy yeah uh she called me cute later Aww. made me all made me all uh bashful mm-hmm. Was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, I love it. That Isn't is really that cute. Sweet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was super nice. She looks super nice. Dean. Like she looks like a nice person. Sorry. Yes, yes no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> cute hair too. 
Dean tries to make a deal with Death to get Sam and Adam's souls out of Lucifer's cage. Dean tells Death that he'll return his ring to him in exchange for the souls, but Death reminds Dean he's only supposed to be borrowing the ring, and he knows where Dean hid it anyway. Now, I thought, I thought, that, I thought the rings, like, became the cage and they disappeared. So I, I was confused by that. No, they just no, they just they just opened up the the, yeah. the portal to throw him in the cage. Yeah. Yes. Well, there we are then. Uh, oh, I got lost. I'm lost. <laughs> Where am I? <clears throat> You're right here on the sofa next to Moose. Oh yeah, uh, he does. <laughs> De- Death does not completely reject Dean's request. However, he tells Dean that he has to make a choice between Sam or Adam's soul. Surprise! Dean chooses Sam. <laughs> doesn't even really have to think about it. I didn't think he would have to think about it. I didn't see that there was a point of saying only one of them, but I guess that shows that uh, Dean's thinking about the fact that there are both of them in there, I suppose. Uh, Dean chooses Sam, surprise, surprise, and Death tells him that he can return Sam's soul to him, even putting Sam's time in hell behind a wall in his mind, but only if Dean wins their wager. Dean has to wear Death's ring and be Death for a day. If he takes the ring off, he loses the wager, and Sam's soul stays in hell. Before Dean can learn why Death wants him to take his place for a day, Dr. Robert revives him. Yeah. I don't think Death was going to tell him the truth of why the wager was happening until after it was over anyway. Right. No, I think he wanted him to figure it out. Dean tells Sam and Bobby about his wager with death, but Sam is opposed to the idea he doesn't want his soul returned to his body, especially because the wall death proposes to put up in his mind isn't necessarily permanent. Yeah, I don't get this at all. Like, but we, we kind of talked about it during the um, theory, but like, I don't really get why Sam just doesn't tell Dean. You know, like, it's like, it's one of those like classic TV things where the entire thing could have been solved by just talking about it, really. I mean, maybe he wouldn't have even listened and he would have been like, whatever, I'm cramming that soul back in you, but I don't know. And I, I mean, I understand that there's, I guess there's supposed to be a difference because, because he's in the cage with, uh, with Michael and Lucifer and Adam, but Dean, what, Dean's, Dean's, Dean's better than Sam. Dean can, Dean can have hundreds of years of, of hell torture and remembering torturing people. But Sam can't handle it. You're not supposed to question these sorts of things, Paul. I'm just telling you that right now. Oh, I know. I'm asking these questions. I'm asking that. We're on a. We're, I mean, we have on a, on a, to ask these questions because yes. that's like, you know. Right. Otherwise, I, no, I would just watch it and be like, doop, doop, you know, who cares? I think that the, you know, the whole deal there is that, you know, there, there's a difference between, you know, being. A, a you know random soul in hell going through random hell things and being like locked in the cage with the evilest evil that ever eviled. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I understand that that's the point they're trying to make, but I'm still like you know Sam uh, Dean, you you've got hundreds of years of hell memory and. So, but in this mythology, like the soul is what holds memories. Because like, I think it's more like walking what? around on Earth. Yeah, I, I think it's more like what holds um, or, you know, processes emotional yeah. it's a, things, emotional memories. They kind of go both ways with it. So that. it would be like emotional post-traumatic stress disorder or something. Right. Also, Sam's soul has been in the cage at this point for like a year, and Dean was only in hell for three months. So Sam has, let's see, uh, Dean's three months was like 40 years, so Sam's been there for like... Hundreds of years. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. All right. Um, Sam tries to get the ring before Dean, but fails, and Dean asks Bobby to watch Sam before leaving. After Dean puts on the ring, he appears somewhere else entirely, and Tessa is there. She tells Dean for the next 24 hours he has to touch and kill everyone who's on her list so she can reap them. And again, this is the this is sort of the confusing part because I thought the the Reapers did that whole thing themselves without Death really being there. I don't know. Maybe it, I think it's all it's all it's all a little bit of a con, right? Because like we said, Dean's got to be popping everywhere all the time if Death has to touch every single person who's going to die in a single day. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a really busy job. I'm glad that's not my job. But I'd like to borrow that ring just for one day. So well, maybe maybe like. Five minutes. I can take care of it all. So I think minutes. I think Death was still off doing his real business while Dean was learning a lesson. Is what's going on here, right? Is that the that that, that we do, we can assume that? Sorry. Yeah. Either that or later on we'll get a flashback episode of Death on the Beach. Just like hanging out. And yeah. I took this class when I was in undergrad, and um, it was like a digital art class. And this one girl had like the most amazing like series that she did. And it was just called death on holiday. And she photoshopped like a grim reaper in all of these like different locations, like hanging out on the beach, like, you know, <laughs> strolling the streets of Paris, uh, skiing. It was awesome. It was so good. <laughs> While Dean is with Tessa, Sam slips, bo- slips Bobby and summons Balthazar. He asks Balthazar for a way to keep his soul out of his body. And Balthazar, who wants to screw Dean over and have Sam in his debt, gives Sam the spell for free. With Sam in his debt. Which is, I guess, not exactly for free. No. But I suppose the deal is off because uh, Sam doesn't get to use the spell. Or does Balthazar still consider him in his debt? Well, Sam wouldn't honor it, right? Yeah. I don't know. He didn't get to catch Sam didn't the get to coupon, use the spell, so he's so. not gonna he's not gonna honor that deal. Yeah, if you don't get to use the coupon, then. and it's not like it's a crossroad deal. I don't think Balthazar gets to just you know say I'm calling in the I'm calling in the the chit and you must do whatever I'm gonna do. Stuff, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But he's a free agent too, so who knows? Maybe he is, does get to do those kind of things. Kneecaps. Who knows? All right, but Sam, he does tell Sam he has to make his body, a.k.a. Vesa, uninhabitable for his soul by committing patricide. He needs the blood of his father, but his father needn't be blood. I guess that's a quote, but I don't think anybody was going to use that. So Sam re- resolves to kill Bobby. Yeah, I was going on assuming that he just needed some of his blood. I guess a, a sacrifice is the whole symbol, right? You have to actually make yeah. a sacrifice. Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been hilarious if, like, this whole time, like, Bobby thought, like, he was going to be, like, killed and drained of all his blood. And then, like, Sam finally corners him and just, like... Gives him a paper cut. <laughs> like, like a little paper cut, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> just needed some, Bobby. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I mean, it, it would sort of, you know, the joke falls apart when you... And it's like, well, why didn't he just? Why wouldn't he just tell him that? You know, but it's still yeah. really funny to me. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess I, if it was anything other than killing him, that, then he could have just told him. Yeah. I just think that makes him like, how then can Bobby ever like love this person well, or help have, him ever again? Like, if you're willing to kill soul. me, I'm not. He didn't have a soul. He would, that, that's, that's I the mean, whole thing. He doesn't have a soul. He is is uh, doesn't process it the same way that he would if he had a soul. I don't know. Like Angelus. Yeah. He's, we still have Angel. 
I like Angelus more than Angel. But... <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, he's so much Angel's such there. a stick in the mud. <laughs> but who's better, Sola Sam or Sam? Mm. Well, they both have that same hair. I know. Yeah. They both have but, yeah, because then it just means that Sola <laughs> Sam is like a, this monster. So why even bother trying to help him or do anything with him? Uh, monster with bad hair versus guy with bad hair. What do you choose? Exactly. So I, I'm curious if they're going to late. I mean, obviously it's mid-season. If I've, uh, I've gotten it wrong that he's not getting his soul back until the end of the season. We, we made Ooh, that. How did I do? Oh, I don't know. We have to uh, go back and I check. What did I guess? Five? Five episodes? I don't, and I don't know what episode you guessed that what on. What did I guess that on, guys? Do you remember? <sighs> I think I'm pretty close. I don't think we kept. Did we keep track? Did I anybody write it down? Close. Well, no, we'll, but it we'll seems like it was like episode one or two of the season. That was pretty early on. And then I said five episodes, and how far are we now? We're like 11. This is number okay, 11. well, so. I was off. I think someone guessed mis- mid-season, and this is mid-season. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. I guess I wish Soulless Sam had been more interesting. Like, Angelus was really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they're playing it off on the, the like, well, he's he doesn't have a soul, so there's just like not much there there, and I'm like, well, that's not that's not incredibly interesting. Yeah, well, it's like there's not much there there, but he's also like willing to like murder his father figure, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like I, I guess I don't know. It's like they're just they're just approaching it as like, oh, well, Sam's a, a sociopath now. Yeah. Uh, so, so what I'm, what I, I guess, what I was getting at when I was, when I started to go off on the tangent of, uh, of we got it right or get, got it wrong, was, um, I wonder if they're going to lay down like some kind of concrete rule on what it would take to break that that firewall, or if they're just going to say, oh, anything could do it. Who knows? At any time, Sam could just you know lose that firewall and go crazy because of his uh, tormented soul. I hope that he has no firewall. I hope that when it shows up, he is like really tormented because, like, maybe it'll be more interesting. Like, if he's got a bunch of conflict and pain to deal with. Mm. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just going to be something that's hanging over him, like anything could set it off, or if it's going to be something like if you suffer this particular kind of trauma, it could set it off. So be careful about this. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, Bobby realizes what Sam is up to, however, and ha- hits him over the head. Unfortunately, Sam vanishes before Bobby can tie him up. That was like a magic trick, too. You know, like he was apparently unconscious on the floor and then disappeared. Bobby locks the door to the basement and locks himself in the closet, where Sam quickly finds him. Sam breaks through the door with an axe, but Bobby has set a trap door outside the closet that drops Sam into the basement. And that trapdoor's got a, you know, that's Bobby's got all these uh, all these uh, booby traps in his house for for just in case. He knows that just in case is going to happen, right? So he knows that if he gets chased by something, he can lock himself in that closet and press the trapdoor. Bobby plans ahead. Bobby asks Sam what he's doing through the basement door, but Sam doesn't explain. He escapes the basement, and Bobby tries to track him. But Sam gets the jump on him and knocks Bobby unconscious. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, it, it was a lot of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and now Bobby is trapped. Yeah, it was a confusing scene for me. 
Meanwhile, Dean and Tessa are busy killing and reaping souls. The first is an armed robber who's shot by a store clerk during a holdup. And they were playing, you know, they were playing with the idea that we're going to kill a kid eventually, right? <laughs> right at the beginning there. Yeah, yeah. There was no way that they weren't going to go there. This and this, like I again mentioned it in the new interior, but like this all felt very um, dead like me, but not as much fun. Yeah, no fun graveling saying here. Here's here's an interesting way to have someone dies. Second is an overweight man who had a heart attack. Dean doesn't have a problem killing either man, but he's unable to kill the next person, a 12-year-old girl named Hillary with a heart condition. With a single single father, nobody else in his life. Yeah. He refuses to let her die, telling Tessa there's no such thing as fate or destiny. Because he doesn't touch the girl, her heart miraculously heals, and the surgeon and his nurse, Jolene, go home early. Yeah, I, 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 it's, uh, I guess it's a common trope, but the whole, you know, if, you, if you'd, uh, if you'd done, so, if you'd, uh, you know, spoken on the phone five minutes earlier, you wouldn't have been out there on the road, that sort of thing. Comes up all the time. This changes the course of destiny, and Jolene is injured so badly in a car accident on the way home that Dean is forced to kill her, and Tessa reaps her soul decades early. It was super mean of Tessa to tell that lady that. Like, come on. That's not necessary. Just let her think she's going on her time and then tell Dean about it later. Yeah, I mean, at least if you if you want to be mean to Dean about it, just, just uh, tell her that Dean did it. <laughs> not that he did it early. Oh, you should have lived yeah, for decades. I feel like... Living, telling her that she should have lived for decades, I think, hurts her more than it hurts Dean. Of course. The nurse's husband, Scott, is then so distraught that he drinks and drives and almost crashes into a busload of people. The accident averted at the last minute when Dean takes off Death's ring and jerks the wheel of Scott's car. Yep, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a line there, though. I mean, that's... Uh, he pulled off the ring and, you know, gave up saving Sam yeah. in order to save several other people. Yep. At least Scott, if not a busload of people, it looked like it was going to be the whole bus. Like I said, at some point, uh, it didn't happen, but at some point it was like, okay, touch everybody on this plane. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, obviously, like I said, death's, death's busy. Death's busier than this. So death, death's off doing his job while Dean's doing this stuff, obviously. Uh, death is more busy than I think he needs to be, and we kind of discussed this, but, like, what's his point? Like, the Reaper's there, and he's there. But honestly, aren't there, like, multiple Reapers? So shouldn't death be at, like, thousands of different places at once? Yep. Yep, we saw how many but Reapers Dean just has in to... town when, when death was coming to town. Right. But so death has to be at all of those? It just seems like a wasted time system. You should just be able to have the Reaper do the whole job. I don't really see... Like, death at the beginning could maybe assign the Reapers their daily work. I don't know. It just seems like a weird... <laughs> you, <system. laughs> you, you, want, you want this to be dead like me. <laughs> I want it to be dead like me. Also, like, you know, I'm a public servant, so I like bureaucracy. Like, I don't see the point in, like, the way this plays out. <laughs> Have, like, a nice hierarchical managerial system in place someone, and let it someone, work. Someone who likes bureaucracy. That's funny to me. I do like bureaucracy. As a as a member of it, I like it. And hey, who who couldn't use a little more Mandy Patinkin in a in a t television series? This is a good guy. 
Mm. I think death is he sort of functions like the like kind of like the senior partners like mm. most of the time you never see him but he's always around and just his existence alone sort of maintains the balance and like his his presence is just kind of automatically everywhere because he's like an aspect of reality like you know god right so he doesn't actually yeah. need to be you know consciously present he just is and that allows the reapers to function but in this you know particular episode he was trying to show dean something so he's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna become a metaphor for an episode <laughs> yeah yeah well like, yeah. Like, yeah like like i've said repeatedly he's that's still off doing his thing he's dean's just learning a lesson with a few deaths with a few what i didn't deaths. like about so the last time maybe not the last time we saw the reaper lady but one of the times we saw that she's like like it's actually like a compassionate character right mm-hmm. am i so this one it seemed different like i don't understand why she couldn't like maybe it's a good thing that the little girl died then she doesn't have to live in pain for years you know like yeah well she she still seemed I mean, she seemed to be a little bit compassionate to everybody even the even the criminal you know, she was, I mean, not really to the nurse, where she's yeah, all like, no. "You should have lived forever," but this guy left you over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I get the impression that she she did that specifically because she wanted Dean to really feel the effects of, you know, it's, it's like this this is the knowledge that we have, and this is what we have to go through every time we we reap somebody, and and also like she wanted she wanted to tell her all this with Dean present so Dean could could yeah. really understand the full effect of like what he had done. Yeah. Uh, Dean saving Scott and others' lives uh, is good, but he took off the ring, so he lost his wager with death. Tessa tells him it's over, but he still goes back to the hospital and kills the 12-year-old girl. Interesting way to say it. Kills the 12-year-old girl because he has learned his lesson. You can't mess with destiny or the natural order without setting off a chain reaction with untold consequences. We're kind of ahead of this thing because we keep talking about these things before we get to it. So That's okay. We're just about done now. Tessa takes him back to Bobby's house where he's just in time to stop Sam from killing Bobby. They restrain him in Bobby's panic room and Dean is distraught because he can't keep Sam locked up forever. But death then shows up at Bobby's house. With bacon dogs. Mm, yum. Uh, to get his ring back, he speaks to Dean about his failed tenure as death and is pleased that Dean learned his lesson about cheating death and disturbing the natural order. Uh, he learned the lesson for today. I think he's still going to yeah. upset the natural order all he can all over the place still. No. Well, for absolutely. seasons and seasons to go. They, they, do <laughs> have, they do have a purpose for it at least, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see Dean saying, "Okay, but, uh, uh, Sam died again, and this time it's the natural order. I'm just going to let it happen, and nothing's going to change." Mm, I don't know. Maybe because they're going to die again, right? Oh, How long before one of them dies? Uh, <laughs> last episode of the season. It's your bet. <laughs> I don't know. Tomorrow. I guess it's it's maybe Dean's turn to die. I guess. Well, he just did in this episode for a little bit. Oh, I guess you're right. It's Sam's turn again. I guess it's Sam's yeah, turn they again. better be taking turns on this. Mm. I wonder if this one's on the chart. <laughs> it's like doing the the secret chart that we don't get to see. <laughs> like do do the dishes. Sam doesn't. Oh, we'll get day. to see it in a few years. Uh, what? How many years does it take us to finish this podcast? That's another I don't bet. Want to talk about 
Okay, we're, we're st- <laughs> well, if they would just cancel the freaking show, we could have like a nice end date. Yeah, we could. We could. We could like schedule it. Yeah, it would be amazing. Like push through, get a whole bunch of stuff done, and then we could do a different one. It'd be really fun. Exactly. Then we could start a different show. I almost said a better show. Sorry, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. That's all right. I'm I'm there with you. <laughs> I read your recommendation on the uh, on the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't mean you weren't thinking it. <laughs> we know how you really feel. On the Mars Facebook yeah. page. Yes, okay. But hey, we're still here doing this. Hey, we all like Exactly. Yeah, I love you guys. I'm not going anywhere. The show can try me all day long. I don't even care. I'm stronger than this. I will not let it win. Will not. Yeah. The, show, the show is like, cosmically, the show is like, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if no, if, if season else, ninety-seven, <laughs> if nobody else does it, we'll do Wonderfalls next. Yay! <laughs> Ooh, Wonderfalls. Is I've never seen it. I can't wait. Oh! Did somebody already do Dead Like Me? It's no. it's made by this. It's made by the same as, guy who made Dead Like Me. So as well, far as I know, Wonder nobody's Falls done Dead Like Me though. or that's Wonderfalls. That's only that's only what two. Wonderfalls years? is like eleven. No, one, I mean, no, Dead it's, like it's, is, it's Dead Like Me is two seasons. Yeah. 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 And and, is... and season two of Dead Like Me kind of sucks. Yeah, it does uh, kind of suck. I yeah. agree. But because it, 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 it suffers from the same thing we're going through with Supernatural right now, where like the 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 creator was like having uh, uh, conflicts with the with the network. Yeah. And and so he left an, over creative differences, and then they and then so they brought in new writers and just like oh yeah we'll just do whatever we want now and. So they s- slowly killed the show. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Wonder Falls is like 12, 13 episodes. So. Oh, fun. Maybe yeah. a quick one we could get done. Maybe we yep. should take a hiatus and do that. I know. It's tempting. Oh, we could be the Wonder Fellows. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to. <laughs> Yay. Hmm. It'd be quick. Call me smush face. Sorry. Okay. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Um, okay. We'll finish up this summary because we're really close to the end. Uh, yeah, Dean learned his lesson, theoretically. Even though Dean was unable to keep his ring on for a full 24 hours, probably even like, you know, six hours by the look of it, uh, Death decides to retrieve Sam's soul. He tells Sam, he tells Dean that he needs to keep digging on the topic of souls before going to hell and coming back with Sam's soul. The episode ends with Sam screaming as Death returns his soul to his body. Okay, that's a summary. But yeah, uh, Death has a Death has an assignment. Death, Death wants something from Dean and Sam that he can't do on his own, apparently. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. that Dean wants to find out about souls or something. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's more interesting than uh, finding alphas and discovering the where where. Uh, purgatory is i hope so more interesting than a real estate deal perhaps you know i'm just (laughs) close to tearing the carpet out of here today i'm just telling you that you're gonna have to restrain that's a tangent i know i'm sorry it's it's bugging me sitting here looking at it so oh i don't blame you at all the one time i had a house that had a carpet i like ripped the entire thing out within the first week of living there i was like i will i will walk on like bare you know, subflooring. I don't care. I'm not touching this disgusting thing again. I am kind of right there. And we put down a, a area rug to kind of 
smooth yeah. it over, but now that we've got the yeah. puppy, I'm just kind of like... Yeah, the puppy's peeing on everything. It's time to be hardwood. I'm tired <laughs> of it, you know. I, I, would yeah. rather just I don't know. Clean it up. Done. What kind of person decided to put cloth on the floor? Who thought that was a good idea? Well, clearly somebody without a dog. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> dirt on their feet. Or children. Or anything like that. I know. Or anything, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Who invented carpet? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of <laughs> monster did this? <laughs> it's just a place to put our dead skin cells until That's we rip right. it out and put in a new one. Well, <laughs> Well, that's also the sofa here. We've got to think about what we're going to do with this thing, too. Disgusting. We're going to set it on fire in the street. Sweet! Let it burn to ash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what the college kids around here do. They don't. They just leave it in the street until someone runs it over with a car or something. I don't know. There's still a, there's still a big screen TV on the corner over there, and it's been there for like two months. <laughs> You're right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's totally been smashed to, to bits. Well, but yeah. Oh. Like, was, the cabinet's still there. It was a rear projection, uh, you know, old. Oh, one of those yeah. giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. huge, huge. But it's, uh, it's just sitting yeah, my, there, getting ready to my, my mom My mom had a uh, TV like that in the living room, and, uh, and uh, it eventually uh, burnt out. But. Um, yeah, there was no way I was moving that thing. I was like, I'm yet yeah, stay, stay in here. Let them take care of it. That's your problem. Yeah, well, that's kind of what they did because they, they dumped it. It was actually on the other side of the road originally. Yeah. And then I'm sure some drunken walking people put it on the other side of the road. Well, they, they, when, when there's a sofa on the, on the curb, they'll put it in the middle of the street in the middle of the night. Well, yeah, we know that too. But yeah. Yeah, drunken mm-hmm. madness that happens after dark around here. Well, when the college kids are here, there's nobody here right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's been pretty quiet. It's our couch in the middle of the street. It is. This was not ours. It could be ours was. next time. They're never good couches. They are not. I, I Curb couches see. are never good. Although I did score that amazing desk. Student desk you got. I did. It was beautiful. The curb student desk was fun. Yeah, Iris loves it for crafting. Annie, didn't you get a curb couch recently? Uh, yep. <laughs> is it a good one? <laughs> it's actually, it was, like, shockingly clean. It smelled like it had been, like, just very recently steam cleaned. Okay. It was a hide-a-bed, and it was pristine inside. I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, we, we, we talked about that before, that, like, some people just, like, they, they, they'll, they'll throw something out just because either, like, for the simplest reasons, like, oh, like, I don't have room for it anymore, or, or I've upgraded so they'll just get rid of it, and that's yeah. totally fine. No, well, this one this has is, a big hole in it. This is a this is a college town, so curb couch is almost guaranteed to have some manner of body bodily fluid embedded. In it. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no doubt about that. At least some beer spilled on it. At not, least beer, if not worse. Mm. So, and we know that this has had all sorts of offenses. Well, with children. Yes, involved. children peeing. Gross. Mostly peeing. Ugh. <laughs> Remember the first time I got peed on? I was so mad. Mm. <laughs> hey, uh, who wins and who loses this episode? I guess it isn't Sam because he got that soul shoved in him. Yeah. No, maybe that's a good thing. <sighs> he didn't win. It wasn't really Dean either, though. Yeah. Dean had to go through. I mean, stuff. I, I mean, I guess it Dean in that he learned his lesson. Yeah, I like I like he Dean winning. He learned his lesson. He, well, did. no, he didn't really <laughs> learn the lesson. He learned the lesson for the episode. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll go, Dean. I say he yeah, also Dean. Had to kill that kid. Nobody. Nobody wins. Everybody dies. I'm a neither. I'm with you, Darcy. All right, Paul is a Dean. Annie's a Dean. Well, he died. Um, you know. 
out of arrogance and stupidity, but he still died to save his brother's <laughs> soul on purpose. Yeah. It's not really a Tom, sacrifice. let's say you. <laughs> I, I say Dean. Dean, all right. Well, that gives it to Dean this week. Well, y'all are wrong, but okay. <laughs> I agree with you. That's... I'm pretty sure neither is still winning this You're season. You're mean. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, neither is still winning direct. this season. It's different. Ties are still winning this season, I think. Oh. Hey, anybody want to quote? Uh, I wrote one down. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Don't roll your eyes, Dean. It's impolite. Now, when you fetch my ring, put it on. What? I want you to be me for one day. Are you serious? No, I'm being incredibly sarcastic. <laughs> don't, uh, don't say here's Johnny. <laughs> um, I'll go with... Um, wait, will you tell me what it all means? Uh, everything is dust in the wind. That's it? A Kansas song? Sorry, he's new. <laughs> Can't get out on the Bill and Ted def- uh, gambit. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of quotes, actually. I, I looked through the list of quotes on uh, on Supernatural Wiki, and it really nothing was really like, hey. It was neat. It was interesting. but Was there something about bacon dogs? There was bacon dogs. Okay, that's my quote there. Done. Something about bacon dogs. Something about yeah, bacon that's, dogs. That's my quote. Hmm. Thinking about bacon dogs, we should go have conies for lunch. Yes. Yes, let's do it. Let's go. Which one do we let's go? Let's go, y'all. I don't care. Okay. I wish y'all were here. Yeah, Michigan style conies are the best. Mmm. Mmm. Sounds delicious. It's a it's a beanless beanless chili that's kind of just a it's a meat sauce. Oh, it's good. A lot of cumin. Delicious. Really nice. Mmm. And, and, and they're available in town down the street in three different locations I that I can know, think of. Very popular. Yes. Kind of. I'm very sorry, I haven't had breakfast. Mm. <laughs> I know, same. Uh, we've got one piece of feedback from Nutty. Nutty. Yay. Yay! From Facebook, she says, "This and Weekend at Bobby's are so far my only must-see episodes of this season." And we've hit them both. Mm. Oh, it's gonna get better from here. <laughs> I love death and Tessa. I love how death is teaching Dean a lesson, and it doesn't seem like much, but this lesson echoes through future seasons. It better. Oh, good. Sam trying to kill Bobby. I didn't like that much. We really didn't need it, but it's interesting to know that Bobby would count for patricide. Mm. Yeah, you know, the found family thing. and I suppose. Bobby's been more father-like than... They say that directly, uh, I guess. Their dad ever was. <sighs> I personally have an awesome dad, so. Yeah, well, you do. He was just in town. I know, I miss him already. I'm sorry. So we can rate. All right, let's do it. I liked it. I like. I like. I. I. Uh, it's all very tropey. I mean, the 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 take the place of death for a day. I've seen all over the place uh, on a pale writer by Piers Anthony, among others. Uh, and I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the uh, the the very dead like meness of the of the Reaper. Um, surprised they didn't like, you know, hang a lampshade on it and say here it is. This is what we're doing. But uh, oh, that's good. It, it was still good. I liked that a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rate it pretty high. I'm going to give it a, mm, going to give it eight fillets of soul. 
<laughs> All right. I, I don't know. I, I didn't have a bad time. It was good. Maybe maybe I should watch these in the morning more often because I, I actually, you know, I enjoyed it. So uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 bacon dogs. I knew it was going to be bacon dogs. Well, that's all I can think I, about. I, I, I thought bacon dog in my head. And I was like, no, don't do that. I know who's going to use bacon dogs. That's right. I uh, I like the episode. Um, it's a little, you know, predictable. Um, but it, you know, it is. I like. I haven't seen it from the supernatural perspective. So, uh, you know, and it's always fun when uh, death shows back up. So I'm going to give this one 7 out of 10 Chinese buffets. That sounds okay. Good. Annie? Um, I liked it. I, I always like this episode. The, I'm, I'm a big sentimental sucker, and so the story of the little girl, you know, I always end up crying. <laughs> um, and I, Julian Richings, I love death. Um, that sounded strange. Um, <laughs> I love Julian Richings as death. Mm. And I, I love the way Dean is just wigged out by death. Um, every time he sees him, he's just like completely, you know, taken aback and uh, just totally freaked out by him. And I think that's funny and interesting. And I like the lesson that Dean tried to teach or I'm sorry, death tried to teach. So I'll give it uh, 8 out of 10 coffee refills. <laughs> okay, who's your favorite death? Julian Richings or William Sadler? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. Sorry, we're still in ratings. I should let Literally up. no clue who that is. William Sadler yeah, was yeah. death in right. uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus in Journey. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, could we do like a side episode of that? Because I've never seen it. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, he's also in Wonderfalls. Yes, he is. Of course, he is. <gasps> Ooh, oh, okay. So when we're doing our Wonderfellows podcast, we'll oh, please. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I thought this episode was okay. Like I was, you know, I was entertained throughout, and I actually like Nutty's feedback make like gave me an entire another point because it's good to know that this actually is going to have some consequences in the future because I thought it was totally just going to be like. Oh, we learned lesson, and then next week we're back to dying and whatever. It's like, so, every, it's like every South Park episode ever. I learned something today. Exactly. And exactly. I thought it was again. just going to be this very... <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give this um, 7 out of 10 heart attack pizzas, which gives this episode a 7.4 total, which that's pretty respectable. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So... Um... Because I, I, I'm making predictions all over the place, or asking, soliciting predictions all over the place. So what what do we get from Sam next episode? Like pissed off about it, but tentatively okay. I assume the firewall holds for a little while. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be disoriented for a little bit. He's going to be maybe, out of it because of the restoration. Yeah, it could actually be really kind of fun. It could have made it funny. Like mm. he didn't, re- you know, like the soul trying to fit back into the vessel. Really, it was hard or something. Starts wearing dresses and girls' panties and stuff like that. Yeah, just making you a suggestion. That's what I would identify right now. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got a problem with me, Paul? I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Well, you know. But we could find out what the next homework is, and maybe we can make predictions based on the titles. Is it a cluster? 
Yes, it is a cluster. Uh, our next cluster includes episodes 12, 13, and 14 of season six, and they are called Like a Virgin, Unforgiven, and Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, figure that one out. <laughs> this season. All right, Yvette has, has, has gone or is she going? Did she fall? I'm still here, but I'm like ghosting away. Oh, um, no, that's fine. Right. We're, we're pretty much we're done. We're going to wrap it up. So. Let's go ahead. All right, bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy hunting. Bye. Happy hunting. Happy hunting. You've been listening to Idgitcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones who you can find out all about at imthewonderband.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at castlecast.net and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash sofadogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. Okay, are we ready? I think so. Did everybody okay, look good. at the picture of Fox? Yes, it's adorable. Okay. And I think oh. he made the right choice, personally. I don't. I, I can't send that to grandparents. Can I? Well, it's not obscene. It's Finger obscene. or anything. Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. about. Who knows what's going on in that glove back there? I'm going I'm, <laughs> I'm to mess you up with that. <laughs> Is it, what is I don't it? see a picture. What picture? It's on, the, it's on Messenger. The bunch of it's on Facebook. Oh, okay. Oh. Wait. He was like, and I gave you a nice big toothy smile. He told me all this, too. What a liar. <laughs> he told me there was a nice big toothy smile? Yes. Well, maybe he did on one of the t- shots and he chose that one instead. I don't think so.
I don't think they would do that. I don't know. A big toothy smile with that pose means more like I'm really going to mess you up and I'm going to like it too. <laughs> I told you he looks like a threat. Megan in training. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it from your side it's your kid <laughs> right what are you teaching that boy where did you get that from I don't know where he got that from he says that he picked it because it was totally original alright I mean I feel like he could have also like held the bat over his head with like a cocked out hip that might have been slightly worse maybe Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, that I would accept. I would accept that as okay. But this somehow is more threatening. 